DiscerningHearts.com presents The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating. Deacon Keating is a professor of spiritual theology and serves as a spiritual director at Kenrick Lennon Seminary in St. Louis, Missouri. Deacon Keating has led more than 400 workshops in areas of morality and spirituality and has authored numerous books, including The Way of Mystery, Listening for Truth, and Spiritual Fatherhood. The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Our Holy Father, Pope Benedict XVI, has given us rich catechesis in a series of reflections and his audiences on prayer. What are some of the things that you feel stand out in Benedict's approach? Well, I think the key thing first is his emphasis on the importance of Jesus. Jesus as the uh, mediator of uh, our relationship with the Father and our capacity to speak to the Father because of Jesus and the love that Jesus and the Father have for one another. So Jesus is actually our doorway into personal prayer with God the Father. And you can see this uh, as being true when we look at other world religions, where to some extent uh, there is an impersonal understanding of a deity, or a God who is so distant as to simply perhaps be a, a lawgiver. But with Jesus comes this incredible revelation of closeness and intimacy that God the Father wants to have with everyone. And the Pope is emphasizing uh, the important role that Jesus plays in drawing all humankind back to the Father through uh, sonship, through a filial relationship uh, with the Father, and making all of us uh, children of the Father through grace, through baptism. And in that way, we're able to speak to God And this is another uh, aspect of the Pope's wonderful audiences on prayer. He delves delves into this amazing paradox where we human beings are at once poor. We can't reach God on our own. And yet at the same time, we have incredible dignity and worth because our destiny is to reach God, again, with the help of grace. Uh, with the help of our relationship with Jesus, the essential nature of Jesus as Savior being gifted and offered to us by the Trinity. So we are weak, we are poor, we can't reach God on our own, and yet it's God's deepest desire that we do reach him, and hence the mystery of Jesus comes into play, that the Father sends the Word, the Word takes on flesh, and we are able then Uh, to be so dignified, to have so much worth through Jesus and in Jesus that we can now all reach the Father. We can literally communicate with God and spend the rest of our uh, lives here and in eternity uh, with the Father because of Christ. In that first audience where he does chronicle the attempts of man throughout the ages to reach for the unknowing, they're trying that that ache that whether it's the Greek philosophers or any of the the religions prior to 
the presence of Jesus, that 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 ache to communicate with that unknown calling. And the Holy Father, as you just pointed out, emphasizes that Jesus is the ultimate response to that quest. Yeah, the ache is in us, the desire is in us, put there by God himself. But without the revelation, uh, the desire is diffused. And that's where we all get lost. We don't, we don't know which way to go. We don't know whether to be satisfied in you know, current and passing philosophies, or we don't know whether to simply be satisfied with the um, diversions of the flesh. We don't know whether to construct our own meaning systems regarding purposefulness or work. And we spend a great deal of our time uh, before we die going down a lot of blind alleys because we're not willing to actually receive what is a very dramatic and um, consequential truth. You must let Jesus love you. And if you let him love you, uh, your way will be clear. But to allow Jesus to love us has all sorts of ramifications regarding the way we're living our lives now. And so we prefer to dally in uh, slower processes of coming to life. Well, maybe I'll just leave Jesus over to the side here for a bit and I'll take some university courses, or uh, maybe I'll try this new hobby, or maybe I'll indulge in these pleasures, whether it be through drugs or alcohol or some type of extreme living. And uh, we don't want Jesus to love us because we want to hold on to these artificial consolations because we're afraid to be loved. And that's part of our brokenness. Uh, we're like um, little children cowering in the corner, uh, not willing to go to the, the grandfather or the grandmother or the parent who has their hand out to us uh, to love us. We prefer to stay sort of hidden from love because of the consequences of love. And of course, the consequences of love are basically a changed life, to be converted and to stand in the full light of being loved by Jesus. And so we do go through these stages of looking for a meaning in life, being diffused in our interests, resisting Jesus' love, and then through grace, hopefully, a cooperation with this love finally, and we surrender and we abandon ourselves to this love, and then we are born again. The relationship between the Father and the Son is so essential to understanding our relationship in that trinity of love, isn't it? Yeah, the love between Jesus and his Father basically is reality. And anything that flows from the love between the Father and the Son is something that we want to uh, get in on. We want to be taken up into reality. And so much of our lives are lived purifying or being purified uh, by grace away from those things that uh, drag us further from reality and uh, prompt us to live in a fantasy world. 
Jesus loving the Father and the Father loving Jesus is truth, is freedom, is reality, is healing. So we need to get in on that love. And this is the whole point of the church. The church mediates the coming of Jesus from Pentecost on. The sacraments call us into this relationship between the Father and the Son so that we are not out in the cold, so that we're no no longer orphans, but that we actually have a, a, a light that guides us and we actually live in reality. So with each expression of our uh, celebration of the sacraments and our worthy participation in them, we grow more and more comfortable living in reality. In other words, living within heaven, living within the Father and the Son's love. In the early stages, we resist this love, but as love begins to wear us down and suffering tutors us, that we have chosen poorly, we grow more and more desirous of wanting to be involved in the love between the Father and the Son. And of course, when we speak of the love between the Father and the Son, we need to call down upon the Holy Spirit. We need to shout out for the Spirit and cry for the Spirit and ask for the Holy Spirit to be given to us we need always to be calling for a new Pentecost. And particularly around these audiences of Benedict XVI, we need to be praying a very special prayer to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, give me a new Pentecost of prayer. Give me a new Pentecost of prayer. Meaning, take me up into the love between the Father and the Son as the normal life that I live. In our quest, in our desire to enter into that union, to be a part of that relationship, we pray. But as Pope Benedict has expressed, that we must learn to pray. Pray properly. Isn't that the key? The learning to pray is synonymous with learning to love. In another series of addresses, Pope Benedict once defined prayer as pure receptivity, meaning that the work of prayer is God's work, mostly. We must learn how to withstand being loved. This is why, in spiritual direction, so many people will go to their director and say, you know, I tried to pray, I can't. I can't finish the prayers, I can't finish the rosary, I I can't stay before the Blessed Sacrament, I, I just get anxious and nervous, I get distracted, and I have to leave. And a lot of it is because we are broken and poor, and we, in our state that we're in now, before a holiness, we are foreigners in the presence of God. It's not our native land, so to speak. And we literally have to get used to being loved by God, to receive his love, to, as I say, sometimes suffer his love. Because in the early stages of prayer, a lot of it is mostly pain. 
And if it's not pain early on in your prayer life, it's because God has allowed grace to suffuse your soul so deeply that you're immediately experiencing attraction and pleasure to prayer. And it's a way of him hooking you into his love. But that uh, level of grace and pleasure in prayer will not last because there's a lot of work that the Holy Spirit has to do upon our souls uh, before we die and before we enter heaven to an eternal happiness with God. And that work is the purification of our soul. The purification meaning that we have to get used to being in the presence of the holy. And this is why prayer can be so difficult, is we are being tutored or we are being taught how to be loved by the divine when for 20, 30, or 40 years we have simply been taking or angling to be loved by other humans or making baby steps in terms of making ourselves a self-gift to others. But all of these uh, prerequisites have not prepared us for the center and the core of prayer, which is to literally be vulnerable at our core to being loved by holiness itself. And because of our fallen nature, we need to learn how to be vulnerable like this. And this is where the saints come in, their writings, their teachings. This is where the magisterium comes in, the catechism. This is where and why Pope Benedict said very recently that it would benefit everyone to be in spiritual direction, even for a time. Certainly it's necessary for our spiritual leaders, like clergy and religious, but even lay people should be in spiritual direction, even for a time. Because we need to know that praying is not natural. Selfishness is natural. And we need help to uh, move us from selfishness to being able to withstand being loved by God, which is the core of prayer. We'll return in just a moment to The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Litany of Humility O Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being honored, 
Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being praised. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being preferred to others. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being consulted. Deliver me, Jesus. From the desire of being approved. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being despised. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being wronged. Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being suspected. Deliver me, Jesus. That others may be loved more than I. That others may be esteemed more than I. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. That others may be chosen and I set aside. That others may be praised and I unnoticed. That others may be preferred to me in everything. That others may become holier than I, provided that I become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. Amen. We now return to The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating. Deacon Keating, what the Holy Father seems to be leading us to in this catechesis is an understanding that what makes Christian prayer different than the prayer of other religions is that being vulnerable to God is really trusting in the love of a father. Right, and that's, and that's again going back to um, the Incarnation. The Father loved us so much that second person of the Blessed Trinity took on flesh, came among us, lived our life so that we could live the divine life, came so close to us as to be one of us, so that we could trust God, know God. Here's the infinite mercy of God. A God could obviously stay in a very distant pole and position. But he loved us so much that he knew we would be afraid of him and not in love with him. And so in order for us to understand that God wants a relationship and not some type of um, utilitarian slave or serfdom kind of relationship, but he wants a personal relationship of love, in order for us to understand that, he had to, quote-unquote, suffer becoming human so that we might suffer becoming divine, as St. Paul says. So it's an, an amazing act of condescension and mercy that the Father loves us so much as to anticipate that we would resist his love out of fear if he didn't come and show his face to us. And Jesus, of course, is the face of God a face that we can now behold, albeit in our imaginations. Artists have tried to show this benevolent faith, face for 2,000 years. But we know that the face is this. No matter what Jesus looked like physically, we know that his face revealed the Eucharist, 
which is the essence of Jesus' person. And the Eucharist is simply Jesus self-donating for our welfare, even if it killed him, and it did. And so we know what Jesus looks like. Jesus looks like self-sacrificing love. And we know, therefore, how we are to respond to this self-sacrificing love. We are to do, as Jesus said in the scriptures, go and do likewise. But we can only go and do likewise. In other words, we can only love our enemy if we have suffered the coming of the Holy Spirit in us. Because obviously our spirit does not want to love the enemy. Jesus is the face of God. The Father loves us so much that he revealed his face. Do not be afraid. Come close to this face, this loving face of God, and he will teach you happiness, which of course is the end of prayer itself. Pope Benedict would say in that first audience on prayer that expressed in every prayer, in fact, is the truth of the human creature who, on the one hand, experiences weakness and impoverishment, who therefore addresses his supplication to heaven, and on the other hand, is endowed with an extraordinary dignity, so that, in preparing to receive the divine revelation, finds himself able to enter into communion with God. That's our great, uh, our great worth, and it's our awe. You know, to meditate, the saints will always tell us to meditate more on heaven is essential that one day we will be sharing in the Trinitarian life through Jesus Christ. That's our destiny forever. We have inestimable worth. Of course, the culture and and human sinfulness is always trying to tell human beings that they just have utilitarian worth. And this is why the Catholic Church is so hated today, because we keep trying to teach the world that the human being, no matter what their condition in utero, to the last moments of their lives, in uh, old age, or with dementia. They have inestimable worth. And our, our teaching is good news. Human beings are worthy of communion with God because of what God himself did in Jesus Christ. And we are all invited to get in on this revelation, so to speak. We are all now invited to let Jesus draw near, to receive his love, to let that love transfigure us, and then to respond to that love by going and doing likewise, by going and loving the enemy, just like Jesus did, who is now living in our hearts and our souls. So we don't deserve God. We are poor But God himself has determined that he will gift us with himself. And therefore we have this inestimable worth and dignity. For someone who is entering into the school of prayer, they may have, over the course of their lifetime, felt that it's enough that I say my prayers, that I say the words that were taught to me. Isn't that enough? Isn't it enough that I... I go and I, I read my prayer book and I read my slaughter and I read all these these different things. It, shouldn't that be what 
I've been asked to do, I've, the fulfillment of my requirement. In the reading of prayers, what we want to pay attention to is where our heart is opening to intimacy. Uh, and of course, a duty is done when prayers are read. A duty is done. And that has merit. But what we want to pay attention to is, as we are reading our prayers, are there any movements of deepening consciousness or affect, love, insight, that these words are bearing to my heart and mind? See, the words are not infertile. The words of any prayer book or the, the Word of God itself, obviously, all these words are fertile. They carry seeds of life with them. But we have to let the seeds implant in our soul, which means we have to pay attention to the movements of our heart as we're reading our prayers. So, as a, a person might be reading a morning offering or a morning daily prayer, of course you read it and you finish it and you say amen. But perhaps the Holy Spirit would invite you to notice some things that may actually slow down the reading of your prayers so that you can literally receive Trinitarian love as you're in the midst of reading. So is reading prayer sufficient? Probably not. It's meritorious, but not sufficient. God wants more. He wants to give you more in whatever level of prayer you're at. And whatever level of capability you have intellectually and emotionally and in your will to receive what he wants to give you. Obviously, he's never going to do violence to you. He's never going to make you love him. But he's always offering the mystery of the love between the Father and the Son at the level that you're capable of receiving it at this particular time in your life. And how do you know what level you're at? Well, you simply don't worry about things like that. As you're saying your prayers, you simply begin to notice when you sense your heart receiving his love. And just pause there and be with him for a while. And do not artificially stop this communion, but just be with him for as long as it feels natural. And then go on and continue to read your prayers until they are finished. Any final thoughts on this first encounter with Pope Benedict's teachings on prayer? Well, of course, the whole church is overwhelmed by the depth and the substance of this Pope regarding the spiritual life. We will be unpacking his spiritual writings for centuries to come. Following the pontificate of John Paul II, who certainly regifted the church with orthodoxy, with a love for youth, with the cry for evangelization, now we've been gifted with Benedict, who places all the gifts of John Paul into the depths of contemplation. And to be alive as Catholics during these two pontificates 
uh, is an immeasurable grace that we will probably only know of in heaven how blessed we were by God to be with these two men. You've been listening to The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com or you can find it on the free Discerning Hearts app or on your favorite podcast streaming platform. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission, which is to offer authentic and rock-solid spiritual formation freely to souls around the world. And if you feel us worthy, please consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for The School of Prayer, Reflections on the Teachings of Pope Benedict XVI with Deacon James Keating.